Why are you wearing a shirt? Suits me, doesn't it? Brody didn't like it, so I guess after a long, hard winter, he just wanted a bit of summer. I'm Greg Turner. And I'm Pat Raymond. And we're the Hollywood. Two American besties here to give you our take on our latest obsession, the steamy UK soap opera, Hollyoaks. We're two dapper dogs from across the pond here to tell you what's really going on in the village where everything happens and anything can change in an instant. Welcome to Hollywoods. Hello. We're back for episode two. We decided to come back for more. We didn't give up. I give us credit. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. It was great to get some feedback on Instagram and hear from some of you guys. Been loving the support. And so thank you. Thank you. And if you if you're tuning in again, then thank you again. I keep thinking about last week, you mentioned that uh, when we were saying that Hollyoaks celebrated its 25 year anniversary, you're like, oh, that was about as long as we've been friends. And it like hit me so weird. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it started out as like a teen soap when we were teens. If we were growing up in England instead of New England, we probably would have been obsessed with the show from day one. Don't you think? Oh, my God. A hundred percent. Like as little queer boys like growing up we would have seen the show and gravitated to it and seen all the hot holly blokes on the show and we would have been obsessed it's probably more queer and more hot now than it was in 1995 oh i bet i bet but it sounds <laughs> like it's always been pushing the envelope it sounds like it's True. always been steamy and progressive and queer and uh iconic i've heard from people who have watched the show over the years and they keep telling me we've missed out on the best days of the show and i'm like bitch are you even watching this show it's so good right now it is so good. It's so great. Now is a great time to begin watching if you want to if you want to watch along with us. It is exciting that there is such an exciting history because now that we've caught up on our episodes, we can always go to YouTube and we can watch <laughs> clips and storylines and we can go to the extensive Hollyoaks wiki and figure out how people are related when we haven't quite put two and two together yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like we need to take a Hollyoaks history class to get up to speed with everything that's been happening. But the show is so super easy to jump in at any time because they only feature a handful of characters at any one time. So it's easy to just like get in with their drama and be like, ooh, this is juicy. They really make you know who you're supposed to pay attention to each week um, mm -hmm. and then who's piquing your interest for future storylines. They're well oiled that way. This week in the U.S., we got Hollyoaks episodes starting February 1st. A lot happened this week. Even for Hollyoaks, this was an event. Let's start with Brianna. Hashtag Brianna were engaged. That <laughs> happened. That happened. We got to have an engagement party, a low-key affair that well, started as a low-key affair. With four people, four very beautiful people, and Summer, who's also very beautiful, sitting there watching them have their drama. <laughs> we ended last week with the pink envelope and the photo of 
Sienna and Warren kissing. I just love how that envelope is its ca- a character in its own right in that first episode <laughs> of the week. It gets so much screen time. It sort of uh, comically floats from one character to another and, and doesn't end up actually getting opened. But the truth is revealed on social media using the hashtag Brianna, where the photo is posted during the engagement party and the truth is out. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're all like at their four man engagement party, like, ooh, let's check our hashtag and see who's posting about our engagement right now. <laughs> and, and Warren, who I don't know how he got Summer's digital copy of that photo, but I guess we'll suspend disbelief. Warren has posted it and now the truth is out. And then the week from there, I mean, it's, kind of complicated to even remember step by step but so Brody's obviously pissed he finds out that Sienna's cheating he's basically like it's over and then he, <laughs> he takes his shirt that's that Sienna gave him and he's like I don't like this shirt I'm gonna leave it but she's like no take your shirt I want you to have it and then the next time we see this shirt Sienna sees Summer wearing the shirt the expectation out of everyone is that they've slept together and then we learn in the next episode Liberty learns that they didn't sleep together build some wine he lent the shirt so Liberty's trying to tell Sienna and Sienna just doesn't even want to hear Brody's name and by the time Sienna gets that information guess what Summer and Brody are now sleeping together it's its own little comedy of errors with these four characters all week it's playing with your expectations is it going to be the photo this way nope uh did they sleep together not yet so the Brianna fans were thinking oh no Brody slept with Summer on Tuesday and then Wednesday oh no they weren't oh good Brianna can get back together and then by Thursday Friday it's like oh no Sienna now sees Brody and Summer are in fact sleeping together. Potentially leading into some kind of no strings relationship. Well, that's the other the other loop on the roller coaster is that Summer flat out says to Brody, I want to sleep with you, Brody, no strings. And then Brody turns her down. But then when they do sleep together, Summer is like, oh, now that we slept together, let's go on a date. And Brody's like, no, I don't want to go on a date. And then <laughs> A day later, he's like, all right, let's go on a date. For Summer. Granted, she's getting exactly what she wants and she's stirred up a lot of trouble here. But Brody (laughs) is like playing with her emotions this week of like, I want you. I'm going to sleep with you. I'm not going to sleep with you. So as much as we're like not sure where they're landing, I wonder how she's doing. There are so many good lines this week. There were so many good lines. Warren had a great line when Brody confronts him and Warren goes, yeah, I slept with her. Next. Next. (laughs) Holy shit. And then Warren also has a great line when he says when Sienna tells him you think the world revolves around you and he goes you're wrong I think the world revolves around you and it was so romantic (laughs) so romantic that man that brute it has this soft side that's really making me melt but Summer maybe took the cake with flat out saying I want to sleep with you Brody and then telling Sienna after a long hard winter he just wanted a bit of Summer I gasped. I gasped. Obviously, that's the whole reason they named her Summer, and the payoff is worth it. I'm so (laughs) here for it. Liberty calls uh, Summer a sourdough-selling hussy. A Summer points out that Sienna is an anagram for insane. (laughs) That was really funny. Speaking of crazy. Should we talk about John Paul and George? I think we have to. We do have to. So Dean was running around being a bunny boiler all week. Such Um, a bunny boiler, which we got 
<laughs> two weeks of bunny boiler references but you know and dean george's ex just he looks like a crazy person he's sleeping in a tent in the car park but he's obviously someone who lost a lot through george's manipulations and now we're seeing how john paul could end up in the same situation someone who has a stable life and a stable career and is getting sucked into this weird manipulative relationship the top of the week john paul is drinking with courtney they're just scabbing but john Paul can't get in touch with George and he's getting very annoyed and he's getting drunk. He finally leaves a nasty voicemail. And then we find out that George has just been helping John Paul's sister and cousins rid the family of evil Seth Costello. So George was actually doing something good in this particular moment and something that endears him to John Paul's nearest and dearest. And when he's done helping the McQueens, he checks his voicemail only to find crazy, crazy voicemails, voicemails from John from Paul. Boyfriend. Devoid of the rest of the context of this storyline, you'd feel bad for George, but we know George is a psychopath. He twisted out of proportion and a chain of events lead to George sleeping with his ex. Dean. In the folly, some uh, wild <laughs> sex that we, we can only assume. And he drunk, I mean, no, he butt dial, he fake butt dials John Paul. Oh. So John Paul can hear him having sex with his ex. Holy fake shit. fake butt dial <laughs> for some risky public sex with Sideshow Bob, which <laughs> is just part of George's evil plan here. As the viewers, we didn't hear everything John Paul hears, but we hear him say, I just want to forget about John Paul. Obviously, they're having sex or about to have sex. So John Paul gets the message loud and clear. By the end of the week, Dean is, oh, before I say that, George gives Dean his BFH bus fare home. <laughs> He's like, here, it's your BFH, your bus fare home. Holy, oh my gosh, so many holy crap moments with, uh, with George just being a total ass. So Dean on his way out of town, ostensibly, has a conversation with Courtney, tells her, how manipulative uh, George is. Courtney, of course, wants to warn John Paul. John Paul doesn't quite buy it because George is feeding with the opposite story. And George tells John Paul that he was abused by Dean, not the other way around. And if this isn't all shocking enough for us, the viewer, John Paul tries to relate and, say, and tells George about his rape and is like, I should have told you this before, blah, blah, blah. And then George is like, that's fine, John Paul, but why do you make this the John Paul show when I open to you up to you about my abuse? I can't I never want you to do that again. And then leaves John Paul feeling like shit for being compassionate, basically. Everything you think George is going to say, he twists it and it's really well written. And to watch it, it's like you know, you feel like that claustrophobia of John Paul stuck in this wackadoo relationship where no matter what he says and does, he's not going to turn this around because he looks like the bad guy. He's being mm -hmm. made to look like the bad guy. I'm hoping for a storyline where all of John Paul's female best friends team up together and do a goodbye Earl like Dixie Chicks murder of George. I am hoping oh that God. that's where this goes. Like the Courtney, Marnie, Mercy, they all get together and they have to kill George, <laughs> the evil copper. We also have this week the continuation of Dr. Lay being in town. She's sequestered in the loft with Toby. Not much happens this week, 
between Toby and Dr. Lay, there's some generic villainy. It's all very weird. The way it's shot, the way it's written, it's not working for me. No, me they too. need to wrap this up. Cleo needs to save him. I mean, Cleo's the only one who, she's now caught on to what's going on. Toby, Celeste, Felix all think this is what Toby needs right now. For whatever reason, they're <laughs> they're idiots, basically. Yes, but they're desperate. I mean, they have the full, the True. full picture. They know that Toby is a murderer. Cleo and Dr. Lay do not yet. Their True. desperation is their motivation. Cleo does get very involved. She's very invested in Toby after just a few really bad dates. Um, <laughs> not really buying that, but Toby's hot, so sure. She Googles Dr. Lay, which I think is the most interesting moment of that storyline this week. We see in this world, Dr. Lay is disgraced as we've as we've wondered, like, how does this how is this woman not in jail for doing these experiments? She's been disgraced. There's more to the story there. And I'm really hoping that she's like this. She's crazy herself. Like she's this disgraced person who's like desperate to redeem herself. And that's where she's coming from. Like if we get an unhinged Dr. Lay, like and that explains why she's this ridiculous villain. Awesome. If she's just like, yeah. this is just who I am. I don't know. I'm ready for Toby to kill her and so we can move on. Yeah, I mean, is she going to find out that Toby has has killed and be scared of him or is she going to be proud of him? Is that is that what she wanted? Does she want a murderer? Is he the is he the apple of her eye for being murderous? Who knows, but I, it, it needs to have a culmination. It's melodramatic and it's interesting, but it needs it needs to keep moving on a, a, a quick pace, I think, because I just yeah. don't want it to be dragged out any further. For Grace has got to go up to that loft at some point, right? Like she, she just thinks it's being rewired. <laughs> Felix is not going to get a good review on Angie's list from Grace. Uh, his work <laughs> is not up to code. We did learn that Felix is going home to Grace. Haven't really seen them together, so it's nice to know that they're they are together. She's asking him over dinner, like, <laughs> like, hey, how's the wiring going in the yeah. lab? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because this whole episode, he's just reading magazines in the garage. So um, <laughs> he's, he, he obviously has some free time on his hands. Yeah, everyone um, keeps asking him if he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> sarcastically yes. Hollyoaks history alert from me news to me is that Warren and Grace have a history that's mentioned a couple times in the scene and I want to go back and learn more about that <laughs> that seems like it would be a bad idea that would be very entertaining to watch yeah exactly they're two sort of gangstery characters yeah they would be hot together <laughs> I think the last bit of plot we need to get into this week is some leftover strings from the county lines drugs Ollie didn't pay Sid for the drugs that he copped off him. So Sid had to beat him up <laughs> in the alley. Ollie, I guess he kind of realizes like, oh, you need your money. Because they kind of like just make eyes at each other now. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I got you. <laughs> uh, Sid had to prove to Victor that he will be tough as a dealer. That he's a better alternative to young Ella being a dealer. So mm -hmm. he had to send a photo of Ollie all beaten up in the alley. Which, by the way, they could have faked that, but... <laughs> they didn't yes, they beat him up. <laughs> but I, I have two questions. Yes. They're rhetorical. How much did you also want to kick Ollie in that scene? I really wanted to beat him up at this point. And how much does Ket cost? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to Google that, but I'm afraid. But it seems like, I know these are kids, but I don't know. How much are drugs? Uh, I don't know. More than a tip at the dog. That's all I know. All right, it's time for the Hollywood's best, best of, the, best of week. the week, scene of the week. 
scene of the week. I, I'll kick it off because I don't think there's any contenders because this scene dropped my jaw. I, and my, for me, the fake butt dial in the folly, like the fake butt dial in the folly, George mm-hmm. having sex with his ex while making sure his 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 current boyfriend John Paul is listening. Um, that was a jaw dropper. And we've seen butt dials and we've seen accidental information on soaps and stuff, but the fake butt dial. That really takes the cake for me. Yeah, so. I agree. I I thought it was just a wonderful, raunchy public sex to exes like <laughs> thing too. It was so like gay that like yes. I loved it. It was like it was it was uniquely gay, and it was kind of hot too. I mean, you saw like chest hair with the buttons, and it was dirty. Even COVID protocol. Yep. They still made it like we could tell these people were about to ravage each other <laughs> in yes. a public park. <laughs> and I don't know if we're mercifully spared from actually seeing them have sex because of COVID Ooh. or if or if seeing George have sex would be worth it no matter who he's having <laughs> sex with. Sorry, Dean. That was one of my top scenes, but I was down to three scenes. And oh, uh, good. my runner up was uh-huh. Warren and Sienna on the bridge. And oh, that was good. The world revolves around you. I thought it was so romantic and it's just a line I wish I wrote. Like it's just such a good soap opera soulmate line. It was really good. And the fact that these, you know, with the restrictions where these people aren't even touch, are even touching, the fact that the writers keep making it so romantic and giving us romantic scenes is a, a major kudos. My favorite scene of the week, the scene that got me off the couch and yelling at my TV was after a long, hard winter. He just needed a little bit of summer, even though it was a fake out, even though, you know, the next day I was kind of mad. It was still such a good moment in such a, oh my God, summer is so good this week. She is just so like such a troublemaker, has so many good reactions, so many good lines and that really taking the cake. That was how, how the episode ended on Tuesday. It was so delicious and it really made me love summer. I'm like, okay, she is going all in on bunny boiler And we didn't know if they'd really done it because you're kind of like, what was the timeline? Didn't she just leave him like four minutes ago, but maybe they did do it. <laughs> Who is your star of the week? Ooh, that's a, that's a really hard one for me this week because yeah, me there's too. so many good performances on the drama side. And then there's also so many good comedic performances. I feel like virtually everyone who showed up this week was an MVP. Everyone was on the top of their game. But who who took the cake for you this week? Oh, I, I was going to co-sign whatever you said. Um, <laughs> I'm deflecting no, you. I'll go, I, oh, I can't believe we both did that. But um, if I have to pick, I would give it to give it to Brody because he ran the gamut this week. And Adam Woodward, um, the actor, um, really, really showed his emotion, particularly early on in the week, Monday's episode. Um, he really started the week very strong. I can get behind Brody, but I would be leaning a little bit more towards Summer this week. Rhiannon Clemens does a great job. I think that she's just such a mischievous troublemaker in so many scenes. She's sexy. She's cute. She's she's, yeah, she's just everything. So I was more drawn to her. So she would be my star of this week. People might be mad at us for 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 liking <laughs> Summer, um, but she's the bunny boiler that Brody and Sienna need. Like they need someone at that level um, to to come between them. 
fun moment on our social this week when we we put the little clip of Damon trying on the pink wig <laughs> that he brought as a photo booth prop to the engagement party. Uh, we put that clip up and we asked what Damon's drag name would be if he decides to become Anita Tinkle's drag sister. We got a little response from Ross Adams, which was very exciting for us. And he said that Damon's drag name should be Scarlet Fever, which is hilarious. How awesome is it that in our first week we had Scott himself, Anita Tinkle, tell us what to name <laughs> Damon. So thank you, Yeah, Ross. that was really exciting for us. <laughs> Maybe that's a spoiler for the show. Oh, it would be really funny if he did just one drag show with Scott. <laughs> I would love that. Well, Greg, it was another great week recapping things with you, my very favorite Holly bloke. Yes. What are you looking forward to most about next week's episodes? I'm hoping there's some wrap up at the loft. I'm hoping either Cleo tells uh, Martine, maybe Grace just decides to check up on Felix's work and goes to the loft and finds out. But I just I just need the loft Dr. Lay stuff to wrap it up. I'm with you. I'm with you. For me, I, I think I'm most looking forward to now that Brody and Summer are some kind of involved. That happiness is not going to be long for this world. The secret of Cormac has got to be coming out soon. You can watch new episodes of Hollyoaks in the U.S. on Hulu and, of course, Channel 4 across the pond. Thanks to Abloom for our wonderful theme music. Want to be blokes? Connect with us on Instagram at hollyblokes. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. And as always, for real advice on real issues, go online to channel4.com slash support. 